it's crazy because they are the most joyful kids that you would ever meet. but yet the need is so desperate. During the lunch hour and this school was not getting fed and half the kids weren't there, the other half were had their heads on their desk and I said, where are all the kids? And they said they left to go to try to find food. Walking through the slums for the first time, was a life-changing experience. If you can imagine hundreds of thousands of people and no sewage, no running water really, um, obviously no, no toilets or, or sanitation. A huge percentage of the, the population is children under 15. Slavery is a huge issue. Kids getting sold into slavery by their parents. Or, or not having parents. Um, just kids everywhere on top of each other. We figured out very quickly that you could feed a child for a dollar a week, that they would get two meals a day. The opportunity was there to make a huge impact with very little money. Now, such a huge, overwhelming response from individuals and pastors and churches and, and businesses that have blessed us to be able to start feeding 2,000 children every day. We are able to see a huge difference in the lives of these children that are actually eating every day in school. The joy, the energy, their ability to learn, their, their communication with each other and, and activity with each other. It's crazy, we'll, we'll walk into a school that we're feeding and the kids just go wild. They're so excited for us to be there and they have so much energy and it's just a night and day difference. Uh, a child that's getting fed twice a day, every day versus those that aren't. We care spiritually about these children and so we've made it a major part of what we do to help develop relationships with pastors and school. So we were able to actually provide 10 motorcycles for 10 different pastors or school chaplains that now go into our schools once a week. And so they're able to continue building those relationships with the children and the teachers and finding out what the needs are. When we start feeding children in a school, the population, the school attendance grows. So more children start coming to school, but then that creates a problem for space. And so we've been able to help add more space to schools uh, for children to be able to meet and not be on top of each other. We've had teachers that weren't getting paid that are now getting paid because of donors and supporters that have come alongside of us. But I think we're really just scratching the surface of the opportunity and the, of the need. If I could say one thing to someone who was considering partnering with No Hungry Children, it would be just do something. There's so many opportunities to get involved 
with our ministry, with somebody else's ministry. Find out what God is already doing and get involved with that. If you're not sure what to do, just go where God is already at work. And, and I can tell you God is at work in No Hungry Children. Good morning, Brandon. Good morning, Todd. <laughs> I've watched that video 10 times, and, and I hardly can get through it. And I think the only thing that allowed me to get through it this morning is you have a friend with you since yeah. that video was shot, and that has helped it's me a little Charlie. bit. called yeah. Charlie. Yeah. Charlie. Charlie? You call it Charlie. Um, Brandon, we're glad you're here. Why don't you give Brandon Smith from No Hungry Children a warm welcome this morning. <laughs> Brandon and I had a, a trip planned uh, in November. We've been partners. Brandon and I have known each other for, gosh, 20 years. Uh, Cynthia and myself were very good friends with Brandon and Kim. They're from Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, this uh, past November, I finally committed to him after uh, being partners since 2011 as a church, he asked every year, I need you to go to Nairobi. I need you, Todd, you got to get over there. You got to get over there. It's not the right time. It's not the right time. It's not the right time. And in, in February of 2017, I said yes. So we had a trip planned in November. And unfortunately, it got canceled because of some of the political unrest over there um, in Kenya. And uh, unfortunately, I haven't been there yet. But you guys started this ministry years ago. Um, in the slums of Nairobi, and you saw some of the pictures there. You saw some of the people. But I want, I want you to hear a little bit more about how this ministry got started um, because this really, for, for you, this was a vision that was birthed up from within, and you explained a little bit about that. But, but tell, us, tell us how you felt. Tell us what you were going through when you were first there and, and you saw this amazing need. Yeah, so this was my um, third time to Africa when I walked through the slums of Nairobi for the first time. And uh, the first time was to Zambia to lead worship for a pastor's conference. And uh, we didn't really stay with the local people. We stayed in a mission housing thing with running hot water and, you know, uh, some American niceties or whatever you want to call it. Um, the second time I went was to lead worship for a pastor's conference in Kenya, and we stayed with one of the local pastors who had invited us to come over. They gave up their beds, which were really more like um, planks Pots. of wood yeah. with a little thin mattress on it, and they slept on the cinder block cement floor with their whole family. Um, so that was uh, two weeks of God just birthing in my heart a passion for the people of, of Kenya. And uh, we met a man there that week named Maurice Odiombo. Um, the, the conference was not in Nairobi. It was in Bongoma. Um, and he was from Nairobi and was ministering in, in Nairobi. He had actually been called as a missionary from Kasumu to Nairobi to share the gospel because Nairobi is the capital, lots of... Uh, Muslim growth going on there um, and so uh, he actually lived in the slums for mm. eight years mm. met his wife there got married there had their first two kids there 
and uh, and so we developed started developing a relationship with him. That was in 2006. In 2010, um, some friends of ours that we had introduced to him uh, had gone over and went into the slums for the first time themselves and uh, saw that Maurice was trying to feed kids mm. in schools there, mm. um, kind of as a ministry going back because the Lord had led him out of the slums, given him a job mm. in ministry. And, uh, and so he was trying to feed like four schools every so often. Mm. And uh, so they said, you got to come and see what, what's going on, what God is doing. And so it didn't take very long walking through the slums and you and this is why I keep harassing you to come because you have to smell it you have to see it to really get a grasp of what is going on we have no clue really how people are are living in the world and uh, there's like a million of them in one square mile that's what one estimate is the others say you know, several hundred thousand or whatever, between a half a million and a million people within one square mile in the Kibera slum. That's one of over a hundred slums in Nairobi. In Nairobi, yeah, yeah. So Mm. we're in several slums, uh, and we have two schools in Kibera. One of them is Kana Jr. So it didn't take long to see a couple of the schools that they were helping feed and the kids that were in those schools versus kids that were in schools that weren't getting fed it Mm. was it was like literally going to a playground you know versus going to a cemetery or a funeral or 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 something the energy level contrast the 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 concentration the joy it you couldn't get any more far apart Mm. it was really sad obviously to see the kids that that we're not getting fed. And so God birthed in, in your mind this idea of, of helping Maurice and helping um, some of your contacts there in Nairobi, in this slum called Kibera. And, and that was, I mean, you're a businessman. You, you don't do this full time. Correct. Um, and so that was birthed in you. Um, you know, it, it became compelling and it became something that became obviously a passion. Yeah, there's some some things you don't have to pray about, right? Hmm. God says, I remember when someone told me to move to Hilton Head. I was right there. I didn't have to pray much about that one. So anyway, I remember. That was was kind of like the... Not the same, but I get it. Yeah, that completely ruined the illustration (laughs) I was saying. (laughs) Thank you, Todd. I'm just kidding. Mission (laughs) accomplished. (laughs) But, but I mean, you know, if, if... I mean, God clearly says, if you have an opportunity to do good and you don't do it, you're in sin. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to pray about whether I should be a part of this opportunity that the Lord has shown us, mm-hmm. right? The question is, what am I supposed to do exactly? Sure. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, we just started giving to my friend's ministry to to mm-hmm. feed more kids yeah. uh, you know we did some research we figured out you can buy huge bags of beans like 200 pound bags of beans which I tried to pick up and I couldn't <laughs> and these little skinny Kenyans are like throwing them up on their shoulders <laughs> and uh, we got some video of it it's not pretty but um <laughs> so I just started giving you know one dollar feeds one child for one week two meals a day five days a week in one, school run that bias again one dollar one dollar for one week 
Like the cost yeah, of that the cost bottle of that, of water. Bottle of water. One dollar, one week. Fee, one child. One child. Two meals a day. Two meals a day. Five days a week. Five days a week. In school. So it's Let 10 that cents sink a in. meal. That's incredible. Yeah, it's and obviously these aren't, you know, KFC and, and yeah. Taco Bell and yeah, I clearly. just showed you my food choices, yeah. sorry. Um, <laughs> but um but it's porridge in the morning, which is very healthy, lots mm. of in nutrients and and thick porridge. It's mm. almost like a real thick soup. Yeah. Um, and then rice and beans in the afternoon. Yeah. And they eat the same thing every day. They, there's never a, a, a piece of rice or bean left over, and there's always exactly enough. Mm. They don't have portions, you know, mm. like a little port. They're mm. just scooping, and it always ends up, every time I've been there to help serve, yeah. it's amazing yeah. how it's always exactly enough. That's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. And, and, and so we serve along, along with you guys, because we're partners with you, we serve the schools in Kibera, which is the slum, that, that one of the slums that No Hungry Children works in. And, and the school that we adopted years ago, we've got some video for you. I want you to check this video out and hear, hear a little bit. This is called Cana Jr. This is one of two schools that we feed in Kibera. And this is actually one of our larger schools, though... It looks really small, but it's packed yeah. in there. It looks packed. So they love to sing to people <laughs> when they come. Mm. They love right. Americans or, or white people in general. Mm. The little kids mm. will will just touch mm. you and because they, some of them will start crying because they mm. think you're a ghost. They'll actually start saying yeah. whatever the Kenyan word for ghost is. <laughs> Thinking wow. that you're a ghost. Wow. That's incredible. Um, and so this is Kana Jr. This is this is this is the, the school, school you've sponsored that we've sponsored since really 2011. And can I say that you guys were one of our first sponsors when I started? No hungry. Yeah. No hungry children. Mm. So yeah, and and we've sponsored. Um, we we have global uh, partners. And we have local partners. I'm going to tell you a little bit about some of our local partners next week. But uh, Brandon and Kim were, were one of our first uh, partners as a church. And we've been uh, sponsoring them since 2011. And in a, in a pretty significant way, over that time, uh, we've given over $60,000 to help feed these children and help them with administrative costs and, and the cost of, of getting people back and forth and helping buy some of these motorcycles. But one of the neat stories was, and I'm just going to tell you, I was on the golf course when you called. Um, oh. Only I play once a year. That's all I play. Um, that's a lie in church, man. That's bad. Um, but I was on the golf. <laughs> yeah, I'd move away, man. Ruining illustrations, telling lies in church is a bad Sunday. Uh, I, I remember when you called and you said, um, hey, man, I got to tell you, we've had a tragedy at Cana Jr. And tell us a little bit about what happened after, actually after that video yeah, was shot. Yeah, so that video was a few years old. Um, and after that, we got a report that the school had burned down because of another fire. So what you don't see right there is that there are, that's like right in the middle of little hut houses. So you, it's like their own community and wherever they can get a school, you know, the, wherever they can put some tin together to meet, 
that's where they'll meet. And so right in the middle of that, somebody was cooking something. I mean, your, your, your little hut is your kitchen and your bathroom and your bedroom and your everything. Yeah. And something caught on fire. And the, the frames of these little huts are wood and, you know, twine, you know, holding it together. And it just caught on fire and it caught the school on fire mm -hmm. and the whole school. It burned to the ground. It was a weekend, so there was nobody at the school, praise the Lord. Yeah, praise the Lord. Um, and no one got hurt mm -hmm. that I know of. Definitely no one in the school got hurt, but, um, but yeah, it was gone. And, and you called, you called uh, a couple people, um, you called me and, and said, you know, uh, you know, the school had burned to the ground. And, it, you know, for, I, I think at the time it was $5,000, it ended up being around eight at the end. Uh, but for $8,000 total, the whole school could be built back from... Way nicer than that. Way nicer than that. Like metal framing and, and nice wooden doors and I mean not like our kinds of schools don't give me not our nice yeah it was eight thousand dollars yeah it wasn't eight hundred thousand dollars it was but nice compared to what you saw right there that was probably eight hundred dollars worth of material yeah and we were able to build a much nicer solid uh cement floors they're standing on dirt in that and so we as a church um because um of number of years ago, we as a church decided to, to uh, tithe 10%. When we started in 2011, by 2012, um, we were giving about 2% away as a church. And then um, our leadership team became convicted that we talk so much about tithing. Jesus talks about tithing. And so we as a church began to set 10% away or set aside and distribute that to our local and global partners, um, No Hungry Children being one of them. But we had enough money to be able to contribute $2,500 towards the rebuilding of Cana Junior School which is really um, a, a neat thing for me as your pastor to think that we were a part of rebuilding a, a school. For and we would have had children. some great footage had we been able to go this November. This November. Yeah. So we'll have to get some footage uh, when we go this year. Tell us a little bit about the political situation. Did you see he asked me to go again there? Didn't you see that? Yeah, I, I, I got that. I didn't ask. I yeah. just said, you when just said, we go yeah, let's, this year. Later at lunch, you'll ask. Uh, so uh, you laid the groundwork there. Um, I, I'm, I really am excited. I was very disappointed. In fact, Brandon told me, he said, hey, there's some political unrest in Kenya right now, and I'm concerned about going. And I said, I'm, I'm cool. I'm fine with that. I, he was still going to go for real. I, I'm like, no, literally people are getting killed. <laughs> There's not going to be school happening. School like, is out. I'm like, I know where I'm going. Kids. I'm cool with that. And then you finally said, Todd, the trip's been canceled. Yes. So, I was trying to be subtle about I'm, it, and he just didn't get it. I'm He's not good with subtleties. Yeah. <laughs> but um, tell us a little bit about the political situation there. I know you don't know everything, but tell us a little bit about what they're experiencing right now, because it does affect daily life. So there. interestingly, you know, there are still tribes in Africa, not just in the villages and the remote areas of Africa, but in capital cities where there's huge buildings and big banks and all, people are still tribal. Yeah, sure. And they know their tribe and they have a tribal language and they have their people that they're trying to get in power and, and it is very political and can be very dangerous. And so there was a, a, a um, 
an election for the president of Kenya. And somebody supposedly won that most people wanted to win, but then a lot of people didn't. And they, one of the things that makes America great is that we, we truly, at least for a long time, have been able to have a peaceful transition yes. of power. Yep. A it's lot true. of countries do not have Most. that, and yeah, we're very blessed to yeah. be able to disagree with somebody and still say, okay, it's four years, we'll deal with it, right, yeah, and, and right. get past it and move on. Yep. They are very, it, it's, it can mean everything for yeah. their tribe sure. if somebody that they thought should have won the election yeah. didn't. Yeah. People die. Yeah. So red versus blue, and then all of a sudden, yeah. everything changes. Yeah. And, and violence, I mean, violence erupted everywhere. In, in, in the Kenya. schools, specifically. They went into schools and killed people, and so the government shut the schools down sure. for a little while. For a little while, during the during uh, another election time that was coincided with, with the, the week that we were going to be there. Um, t tell us why the schools. This is a question that I've had um, myself. Why is it, Why do we feed in the schools? Like, why are the schools kind of the centerpiece? of what No Hungry Children is doing? Well, um, one, I didn't really have a choice with that because God just <laughs> set that up. Maurice just started trying to feed some schools, and so I said, that sounds great. Let's feed some schools. But after we've, and it's interesting you asked that question because I've had so many people since starting No Hungry Children, which that's a whole other story of why we ended up starting a nonprofit and all that. But um, I've had people ask us, to come to India, come to Haiti, right. you know, what are you doing in America and everywhere else, right? Yeah. Yep. And, and so ultimately in having to decide who are we, what are we about, what are we wanting to do long term? Mm. And one, we want to feed kids. Mm. Yes. Two, we want to help them get out of the situation that mm. they are mm. in. And three, ultimately, we want them to hear the gospel. Mm. So when a child is, is wanting to go to school and doesn't because he's not going to get fed, and I think you heard it in the video there, when we start feeding a school, the population, yeah, the, the, the attendance yeah. skyrockets. Yeah. So that, that video said, I think, 2,000, we're feeding 2,000. It's actually about 3,100 mm. children mm. now that mm. we're feeding in the same 21 schools. It's incredible. So it's grown by like a thousand. So you haven't people. added a school to that. No. It's the population of the schools. It's have, have the grown. number of kids yeah. that just keep coming because mm. now their parents don't have to worry about trying to find food mm. for them mm. while they're at school. They know they're going to get mm. fed. But the main thing about school is because it is a controlled environment mm. where, one, we know the food is going to be safe. Mm. Um, they uh, they are going to hear, uh, you know, the message of Christ because we have a relationship with that school now because we're feeding their yeah. children. Yeah. So that's one of the things they agree to mm. is that, that we can share the gospel mm. in the schools. And then three, when they get fed in school, they learn much easier. They, mm. they, so so we're, we're feeding kids spiritually, mentally, emotionally, mm. and, and physically mm. that the school helps provide that platform. Mm. I love that, you know, in, in Scripture, you guys are modeling what Jesus did. Jesus, um, all throughout the Gospels, um, would meet physical needs first. 
I don't know if you noticed that. He would, he would, he turned, uh, he turned water into wine. He, he fed, um, you know, he fed people that, that were in need with um, loaves of bread and, and fish, um, or as we said when we were growing up, fishes. Um, and so, like, he continually met spiritual needs through meeting physical needs. And um, food is the most basic of physical needs. And, and you're talking about the most basic food really that you could find in, in rice and beans and porridge, which is, I'm, I'm picturing oatmeal, uh, you know, kind of thing, but probably not that great. Not it's at all. Not that good. Yeah. And so tell us about Maurice. Tell us about Maurice. Because you mentioned Maurice several times. Yeah. Maurice was here back in 2015. And um, he, he, I interviewed Maurice a little bit like this. Next time he comes, he's preaching. Amen. I promise you, because he's a pastor over there, and the guy... Well, he's a preacher. He doesn't pastor a local church. He actually helps train pastors. Got it. Um, and, uh, but he does come under the authority of a, a, of a local church and a bishop there. They call them bishops there. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, he was a missionary in Nairobi. Um, got saved in, in his hometown of Kasumu. The Lord called him to Nairobi to be a missionary. And he just started leading people to Christ in the slums mm. and, and then started discipling them. Yeah. I mean, imagine that, mm. just leading someone to Christ and then discipling them. I think that sounds like what we're supposed that's to do exactly as we're, we're Christians, to, do. to yeah. go into all the world and make mm. disciples. And so that's what he started doing. And then... People started wanting to do ministry that he had helped lead to Christ and discipled. And so then he helped them start ministries. Mm. Some wanted mm. to help start church. So, so you have, you know, two decades of his mm. personal ministry now that have, you know, filtered down into, you know, lots of other ministries have been started. And some of these schools have even been started by Bye. people that he's led to Christ. And so um, feeding kids in the schools is like one of a dozen different things that he does. Mm -hmm. he, he's, his main ministry is church, church. leadership development. Yeah. Um, and Leading this was just a personal thing that mm -hmm. he felt called to do. He's a great man. And I think that's, you know, I, I think that's one of the things that makes, you know, No Hungry Children distinctive is, is that we know the, the people who are on the ground, you know, feeding programs are a dime a dozen, let's face it. They're, they're everywhere. You can, you can invest or be partners or contribute to a feeding program, you know, just, just about anywhere at any time. Um, and I'm sure there are a lot of great ones, but the thing I love about No Hungry Children is that, they're, that we know the people there. Because Maurice and some of the other pastors that you work with are actually the ones that are taking the food into the schools. Am I right about that? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yes. 100%. So, um, uh, you know, he has his right-hand man, Rogis, who mm. was here with Maurice mm. yeah, uh, when right. he was here, um, who, who administers the feeding program. We mm. actually were able to buy a box truck mm. uh, last year um, that now they are able to, you know, store the food in and, and deliver it. Mm. So um, the Lord is, is just blessing. But, mm. um, yeah, so nobody, that, that's the thing. Um, and you mentioned it earlier. I'm just a business guy. I mean, obviously, I'm a worship leader as well. I have a heart uh, for ministry and missions. And um, but I don't get paid to do this. Nobody gets. You don't paid. take a salary. Yeah, no, yeah. nobody gets. The yeah. only the only um, money that goes out administratively 
is for uh, marketing, which we spend literally very little, $500 a month, which I talked to you about, right. and you guys helped yep. do that. And that so helps. that helps connect other people yep. to the ministry Gets and the keep word people out. up to yep. date. So we do, yep. you know, a lot of social media stuff, email, you know, uh, stuff, and um but um, and then we pay uh, uh, a CPA to yeah. to do our tax yeah. stuff, yeah, that's and that's great. it. My my accountant, my um, bookkeeper for my business, does the books, yeah. you know, so that we don't have to pay for that and, yeah. and all kinds of stuff. So. so one of the things that that I want you to hear today is is that that when when you who are part of Hilton Head Island Community Church, if you're a member or a regular attender, and you give um, every time you give every dollar you give, a dime is set aside. And it's distributed among local partners here in our area. Uh, it's distributed among, we have three global partners that we help at a little bit higher level. And um, we, we have uh, been with No Hungry Children for uh, now since 2011. And um, so you all are helping them accomplish their mission for the Lord. And that, as, as your pastor, I'm so thankful that there's that, that history, that kind of red line of what God is doing that goes from what you all give and what I give to help what Brandon and, and Kim and Maurice uh, and, and all the others are doing there in the slums. I mean, we are making a difference in the lives of kids and families there in Nairobi. And I want to say as your pastor, I want to say thank you so much to those of you who give so that we can support Brandon and Kim and, and, and what they're doing there in Nairobi. And, um, man, I, I can't wait to get over there. Nairobi is, you know, we can go to Belize fairly easily uh, on a missions trip, uh, fairly easily. Uh, Nairobi is a whole other story. You don't just wake up and go, I think I'm going to go to Nairobi next week and uh, serve over there. There's a lot of planning. A lot of uh, um, different things that you have to do. Shots. shots. Yes, I got all my shots and didn't even get to go. Yeah, so anyway, that stinks. Um, but anyway, so there's a lot of planning that's involved. And, and one day I see us doing a trip. I see us taking some folks over uh, for a week or two weeks to, to serve over there in uh, Kibera. Um, but, man, we're really excited about what God is doing through No Hungry Children and, and what is going on there. I, I always think of... Um, when Jesus is, he's, he's given this parable and he's talking to his disciples and he says, you know, when I was naked, you clothed me. When I was hungry, you gave me food. When I was a stranger, you took me in. And they're kind of thinking, you know, I didn't do that. Did you? You know, I didn't, did you, did you do that to him? And he says in Matthew 25, he says, when you, when you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. And so when you give, when you serve, when Brandon and his, um, all of his contacts are serving there in the slums of Nairobi, um, that's when you and I um, are serving Jesus. That's when we're serving him. That's what makes him happy. That's what puts a smile, on, I believe, on his face. And so we're just so excited to be a partner with you. Um, one, one last thing or two here before we're done. Um, you have, not only do you have the feeding program, but now you have sponsorships as well. And we've never done this because what happens is, is our contribution as a church, like you don't have to come up to Brandon and, you know, say, hey, here's, you know, $1,000 for No Hungry Children. He's, he's got that. Through they can his, do that if they, they want. <laughs> yes, you do. You do have to do that. Don't listen to your pastor. Oh, I love you, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we 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 do that as your you church. You already do that. We, yes, we do you that do. as your church. You're, you're awesome. Um, you can tell why he's a good businessman too. So anyway, uh, um, we do that as a church. Um, but if you want to do a little bit more, um, there are two ways that you can do that today. One is is I, you guys love their T-shirts. Don't you love their T-shirts? Those of you who have had their T-shirts, they're awesome. Yes. Absolutely. You guys have done a we great job on color, that. We have a new color, by the way. You have a new color? Oh, that's good. I'm glad you know that. Uh, <laughs> so um, nice. they're available in backstage after we're done. But you, and, that, and those, the cost of those. 100% goes 100%, to buy food. 100%. The money that was used to buy the T-shirts was yep. donated. Got it. So that 100% of the T-shirt purchase or any merchandise merchandise purchase goes to buy food. So if I buy something for $25, my $25 is going You'll buy 25 weeks worth of food. It's amazing. Incredible. Then the other part of it is the sponsorships. Tell us a little bit about the sponsorships. So, yeah, so you can uh, sponsor a child directly um, uh, from our website or just in general. So uh, we have sponsorship cards in the back, back there. It's $5 a month. So for $5 a month, you can feed a child two meals a day, five days a week. I would love for us as a church to, to sponsor as many kids as we can. And some of you church. guys have already done that. And I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you guys so much. You have been one of our most generous, faithful supporters from the very beginning, which is a huge blessing when you're trying to start a ministry. Um, and then... You guys have continued every time we've come. And even when we haven't been here, you've done some things through Christmas programs and stuff like that to ask people to sponsor yep. yes. a child. And yep. so many of That's you right. have yep. sponsored children yep. already, either monthly or, or annually. So you can do a monthly sponsorship for $5 a month. You can do an annual sponsorship for 60 so That's fantastic, Thank man. you guys so much. And so today when we're done, I want to encourage you to um, go into Backstage and to visit their table. They've got a whole table set up with all their merchandise. We have um, sweatshirts, yes, by the sweatshirts, way. Sweatshirts, which, well, hey, we don't need sweatshirts. We live at the beach. I brought the sweatshirts because you said it was frozen over here. You didn't believe me, did you? I did not. <laughs> One last question. How can we pray for No Hungry Children real quick? How can we pray for No Hungry Children or the Smiths? Um, pray for uh, two things. One, for more churches like yourself. Because we can't do it without partners. And there's ten schools on our waiting list that aren't getting fed. And I've made a commitment to the Lord that until we have, we have about a thousand dollar a month shortfall on what we need coming in monthly to feed the the children. And so we sell merchandise and do events and stuff like that to make up that shortfall. Um, And until we have that thousand dollars a month covered, I can't add those other schools just trying to be uh, responsible to the schools that we already have. So pray for more partners, whether that's individuals, families, businesses. We do have uh, schools as as little as $200 a month that you can sponsor. So we've had families or or businesses come alongside and actually sponsor small schools. Uh, The other would be um, pray for wisdom and for uh, the Lord to bring the right person to be the executive director of No Hungry Children um, because of the several businesses that I have um, and leading worship at our church and other churches. 
I, I don't believe no hungry children is being served the way it could be in growing and adding schools and making partnerships with other people as if we had a dedicated yeah. yeah. full-time executive yeah. director that that's all they worked on, right? I get it, man. Totally so, get that. Yep. Yeah. It's great. That's a great problem to have. Why don't we pray for you guys? I know you're all going to lead worship, um, lead us in worship, but uh, would you join me in a word of prayer as we pray for Brandon and Kim and uh, for No Hungry Children? Father God, I just thank you so much for this um, friend, um, God, this uh, dad, husband. Um, God, I, I just thank you so much for Brandon and Kim. Um, God, I thank you for um, their family, God, for... Um, Callie and, and Carson and Cammy and Caitlin, God, I just thank you so much for them. God, and I pray, I thank you so much that um, uh, years ago uh, on a trip over to Africa that you began something in his heart, in his mind, um, that uh, is helping put food in the mouths of those children who so desperately need it. And God, it's more than that. It's, um, it's bringing them not just physical food, and it's not just supporting them and helping them get out of the situation they're in, but God, it's also bringing them spiritual food. In fact, that's how you met the spiritual needs of the people that you interacted with. And God, I thank you that No Hungry Children does that in a place that's so far from here, but has needs that we can't even imagine. And God, I thank you that we get to be a small part of that. And I pray right now in the strong name of Jesus that you would just be with No Hungry Children and bring new partners along, God. I, I pray that you would just uh, allow them to be able to expand what they're already doing into these other 10 schools. God, I pray that you would allow a way, that you would make the way straight for No Hungry Children to be able to meet as many needs as, as you want and that they can. God, I pray that in your time that you would allow that to happen. I pray also that you would just be with Brandon as he is looking for uh, an executive director, somebody that has the time and focus and skills and experience to be able to run the organization. I, I pray that you would provide the right person at the right time. And God, we just thank you so much that um, what we see going on here is just a very, very, very small part of what you are doing around the world. And God, we thank you so much for sending your son to die on the cross to save us from our sins. God, we thank you that you are such a great daddy, that you're a good father, that you're the great shepherd. And God, I thank you so much for the opportunity that we have to worship you, and we do that right now. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.